All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more.
and trust. When we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boo babies. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Memorial Day weekend. What is Friday? <laughs> <laughs> I forget every time. Friday. Oh, my my mom was in town. My mom, my sister, my godmom were in town. So Friday, I was actually off work, and I was running the streets with them. Mm-hmm. That's the one part I hate about when people come to town. You had to be hospitable. Drive. It's not the hospitable part. Although my apartment was a mess. As soon as they left, I started putting shit in the washing machine. Yeah. Stripping towels and all that. (laughs) Um, But I was driving them around like playing little chauffeur. So Friday we went to dinner. I mean lunch. We went to the nail shop. And then I brought them over here by the office to take a look. They loved it. Mm -hmm. And then... um, Saturday, so please tell me why Germany and her mom. Oh, wait, what did me and my mom do? I mean, my mom and Germany's mom (laughs) think that they're us. (laughs) So they went out to Mm -hmm. some bar and grill. They were out until 11 o'clock. First of all, my mom was sending selfies to Mackenzie's phone of her and Cece. Of her and Cece doing the this face, talking about she teaching her how to do a this. Absolutely not. Where are the photos? I got to tell Mackenzie to send them to me. What did my mom look like? Crazy. This is how your mom was. <laughs> I'm like, Cece, what? Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to have to get, a, get one of these photos. I'm going to have to see it. Germany's mom entertained my mom on Saturday. Then she went back over there on Sunday for coffee and candles. I went outside. Yeah. Yeah. We mm-hmm. went to Johnny's West Adams. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's Johnny's. what it's called. Johnny's West Adams. Nice music, selection, beautiful drinks, cocktails. It was a nice it's black owned, right? I don't is it uh, let me not go tag tag and I don't, tag, know. And I don't yeah, know. It's black it's owned. It's nice. It's in a na- black neighborhood. Yeah, so I don't know if it's black owned, black, but yeah. it's nice. It was nice. It was a good time. I liked being outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was your weekend? <laughs> My weekend was good. I went to work on Friday. I unfortunately wasn't off. Saturday. What did I do on Saturday? What did I do on Saturday? Why what did you do? I'm forgetting. What did I do on Saturday? Damn. Ooh, I know. My brain. My brain. What I don't did know. I do on Saturday? I cannot remember. Oh, I don't know what I did on oh, Saturday. Oh, we had an interview. We did? Oh, we we're did. gonna be okay. on Enjoy the Podcast soon. This week. This week we'll be on the show. Yeah. I think so it's we... on Tuesday or Wednesday. Thank you. I'm like, something happened. So Saturday we recorded with Jared and Los of Enjoy the Pod. Had a really good time there. And then uh went back home and kind of kept it low key. Mm-hmm. Um and then on Sunday I also was at Johnny's for a little bit and then hung out with my baby Malibu at a function. Y'all outside is really fucking open. It is. 
It's open, open, It's open. open, and first of all, we need to step our game up because the way that um, the gays were showing up, the gay guys, yeah. crop tops, I'm like, I need to get my, pull my crop tops out. Yeah. Nigga, I'm not going to be. <laughs> I'm not going to be upstaged yeah. by a man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what their pronouns are, but shit. They man. were looking pretty cute. They were. They were looking pretty cute. So, yeah, we had a good little time, got pretty lit came home relaxed and now here we are on our memorial day recording for y'all uh for y'all so yes. it was a good weekend i'm good. excited for the summer yeah i like people are ready people are ready girl why would somebody like you know at the function people are lit having a good time i had chip my hands i mean i had a plate of chips mm -hmm. and somebody was trying to reach in my plate and did you know them absolutely not oh. so um, you know how it is at a function. So I say you can have one, but just touch the chip that you want. Right. Right. That's just custom. That's just but people will just get on your plate and just try to grab. And it's just like, ugh. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, grab the chip that you want. Right. And then the guy was like, I'm vaccinated. And I said, but you don't know if I am. Although, you know, I do be telling people I'm vaccinated. But I was like, bruh, I was like, you doing too much. People would love to throw out the vaccination tea. That don't have nothing to do with anything. Right. I'm like, your germs are germs. Right. Your germs are germs. Period. So people are outside. They're vaccinated. They're ready to be outside and they're ready to do what the fuck they're going to do. Per. Getting freaky. Freaky? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm here for it. <laughs> so yeah, it was a good weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. Ratings and reviews. Ratings and reviews. That's what we need you all. I don't think y'all did what needed to be done this week. They didn't. You guys did not do what needs to be done. So the ratings and the reviews are very important for our show. They mm -hmm. help get our show up. And stuck. Up and stuck. And we need our <laughs> podcast to be up and stuck. I already told y'all that we have a goal of 2,000 that we are trying to reach. We are at 1,684. So. Time is a ticking. The year is flying by. So you better do what you're supposed to do. Otherwise, we're done with this psych the threat but still come and do your part do your part and speaking of doing parts that is the review of the week so mm -hmm. this review comes from Rennie hunter and she says doing my part i've only been listening for a couple of weeks now but i've listened through at least half of the episodes y'all have posted so at this point i feel guilty everyone has said it it's homegirl vibes here and i'm just really for promoting healing within our community yoga hiking spirituality doesn't belong to white folk we have all the rights to indulge as they do Love y'all for the positivity and realness you bring. We we'll love to podcast together sometime. Your homegirl is a black business owner, and that's all for now. Your flowers have been delivered. Queen. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, thank you, Rainy. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Another way that you can support our podcast is by joining us over on Patreon. That's our exclusive community where we share bonus episodes, playlists, goodies, dish our tea. Um, you might have heard the snippet that was up last week. Mm -hmm. um, we also released a new episode about post-traumatic growth. Yes. So a snippet will be available if you're interested in checking that out or understanding more about the topic, then make sure you join us over there. Yes, that information is down in the show notes uh -huh. and we have our patrons for the week. So we have Rhinasia. Hey, Rhinasia. Saquana. Hey, Saquana girl. Y'all making me work with the names this week. Yeah. <laughs> Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Welcome to the gang. 
Airy. Hey, Airy. Oh, I like that name, Airy. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we have Nichelle, who's a bestie. Hey, Nichelle. Now, we love the besties. We love the besties. And I am so excited to see that the mugs have started going out. Yes. If besties. you are a bestie or join us over at Patreon at the bestie level, you get exclusive merch that isn't sold anywhere else. It's a bravado mug. So if you like that type of stuff, you might want to sign up as a bestie. For sure. Sign up. Sign up. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting on you. We're waiting on you. Last week's episode. Last week. Last week's episode. Oh, wait. Actually, new week, new tea. But there is none. Yes, there's no tea this week. There's no tea. No tea. Um, yeah, next week. Maybe next week. Maybe so next last week. week was episode 192, The Truth About Influencing with Bree Hall. If you want a behind-the-scenes look at the life of an influencer, tap into last week's episode. We chatted with Bree Hall, an established content creator, makeup artist, and musician. Brie brought us into her world of YouTube and social media influencing. We were um, talking about staying sane while living life online, tips for growing an audience, and why self-expression is so important when pursuing a creative and any creative endeavor. Oh, shit. Brie has so many um, gems to drop, so if you're interested in that, make sure you listen. It was a really good conversation. It was a good episode yeah. and a good little bridge into our new series, which is going to be Hot Girl Summer. Hey. So we are getting um, freaky. What? Now, now you're talking <laughs> about freaky. We are, though. This is going to be a fun series. This is. And we're kicking it off with our girl, Demona, who is going to talk with us about dating after quarantine after covid yeah and just how to and just your dating feet. in general yeah if you want to get your wet. dating profile together she gathers you and tells you how to do that tells you how to make sure you're um, presenting yourself as a great catch mm-hmm. and um after you catch how, how to, to keep, keep. <laughs> okay it's the keep it's the keep for me catching and keeping yes so we hope you all enjoy this episode and yeah let's get it Between the winter weather and the stress of quarantine, my skin is in desperate need of some TLC to get ready for this summer. I discovered Osea at the perfect time. My skin is so healthy and smooth now. Adding the Undaria Algae Body Oil to my routine has been a game changer. It's made with clean ingredients and packaged sustainably. Y'all know it's all about the packaging for me. Osea is good for your skin and the planet. They use plant-derived ingredients, they're vegan, and most importantly, they're female-founded and operated. Tap in, y'all. Let Osea get you right. You can try Osea risk-free for 30 days and get free shipping on orders over $50. You'll also get free samples. Get 10% off your first order with promo code BGB at OseaMalibu.com. That's 10% off with code BGB at OseaMalibu, O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U, Hey y'all, so today we are talking about one of the number one essentials for having a hot girl summer, Mm. dating. Dating. Especially because with the pandemic, a lot of the dating life, a lot of our dating lives were put on pause and we're ready to take back our power, get out into these streets, meet some new people and have some fun. So we thought it would be fitting to bring on an expert to chat with us about all things dating because yeah. um we can't <laughs> we can't i think we've mentioned it on the episode before that germany and i aren't um veteran daters we're not we're not even rookie da- we're like very 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 rookie daters yeah very rookie but you know what we have an expert we have damona hoffman who mm-hmm. is a dating and relationships expert 
media personality and advice columnist, author, former TV casting director and executive, and a podcast host, yes. Dates and Mates. So, I mean, she sounds qualified. Yeah, I think <laughs> she so. She sounds like who we need to be talking to. So, we're so excited to have you, Damona. Mm. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. Don't worry. I, you're in good hands. I've been doing this for actually over 15 years now. Okay, good. So, don't worry. I got you. Yeah. You know what? We needed to talk to you 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been Clearly nice. You were too young to talk to me then. I know. But you imagine having all of the yeah, gyms when you were 15 or however old we were 15 years ago. 16, 17. Yeah. We would be really prepared when prepared it came down to the dating Prepared and would have dogged scene. hella bullets. Because we were in long-term relationships for a really, like, uh, for a long-term, long yes. time, like seven, eight, nine, ten years which is a pretty sick, like majority of our twenties. Yeah. So, um, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I could all the good stuff. Exactly. Oh. I think yes. we could have avoided Never some steps. To learn, but, but you're right. Actually, uh, there's not enough people talking to young women. I mm. think about relationships, about how to set the boundaries early on, how to communicate effectively. And then there's hardly anybody out here talking about how to use dating apps and how to meet find love in modern times yes it ain't like our, you know like our mamas and daddies used to do yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, and you know i think before the pandemic hit people had i think there's always been a, a negative connotation and a stigma around dating apps but before the pandemic hit people were really like i'm not dealing with it and then as time shifted we're like okay this is the only way i'm gonna meet people things mm -hmm. probably changed a little bit so what's your experience with dating apps do you have any um before we get into the dating apps, <laughs> let's, i do have an ex i do have an experience i'm like i have what an experience is but can you tell us about your journey into um, yes. being a relationship expert because we need them to know where these 15 years came from what made you go into this industry and then i'll let them know about my little she'll give them her dating app experiences <laughs> Well, my story actually starts with, I won't even say dating apps. I'll say online dating, mm. dating websites, because I was an early adopter of online dating mm. when I was single in my 20s and looking to mingle. And, you know, it's not that I wasn't meeting guys. It's just I wasn't meeting quality guys. Mm. I wasn't meeting the kind of men that really were worth the time that I invested in them. Really. Yes. And um, my boss at the time was actually online dating and I was working as a casting director in television and she had just gotten a divorce and she was like, you have to get on this dating site. Like, this is where all the guys are. And I was like, no, that's for like weirdos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I tried it out and I realized actually what I would teach the, the tell actors, like I would teach actors about marketing and branding on the side from my job in casting because I saw so many talented actors that just didn't know what to do to get noticed by somebody like me. Their mm -hmm. headshots were a mess. They didn't know what to do when they got in the room and would like act foolish and lose the job for themselves after they did all that preparation. And so I started to see the similarities there when I was online dating between what I was telling actors in my job and what I needed to do to get noticed by the kind of men that I wanted to meet online. And the obviously you can see the analogy, the dating profile photo is like the, the headshot, headshot and the the uh, first date is really just an audition mm. and once I figured that out that's what got me into 
I, I figured that out. I met my husband online and then other people would come to me and say, well, I tried online dating, but it didn't work. Or like, what's this online dating thing? That's for, that's for guys in their mom's basement. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 It's for so much more than that. So I started just helping people for, for fun. And then it turned into, I, I realized as I had so many people calling me saying, I met someone, I'm getting married, I'm having a baby. I was like, this is actually something people need to know. Yes. Yeah. When I first got on the dating app, I was like a fish out of water. One, because of the stigma, I guess, or the connotation of like the negative connotation about it being weird. And like, I'm just used to meeting people outside, you know, but if you want to meet people, I, I, what I told myself is like, you have to be proactive. Like, okay, you will meet some people outside, but that's limiting the pool and you'll have a wider variety of people if you go online. So initially my attitude, even though I had created the profile when I was online, I was still like, mm, not feeling it. I wasn't feeling the small talk. I definitely wasn't taking the casting approach, <laughs> but I had my friend here help me select some photos. Mm -hmm. I think we did pretty well. I think so. The thing that I didn't like that much was were the prompts. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to be writing here? Like, am I going clever? Am I going serious? Like, you know, what's the vibe with it, with this profile? And I think I was on there for like a month and had like several, several small talk conversation with men. And I was like, you know what? I'm not feeling it. Came across some weirdos for sure. And then I deleted the app. And then um, when did I get back on there? November. Pandemic. November, yeah, November, the second wave of the pandemic. Yeah, the second wave of the pandemic. I got back on and I had a much better attitude towards it when I got back on and I met some cool people and I was like, you know what? I need to be more open. I definitely just was myself answering the prompts. I helped have my girlfriend here, my homegirl, <laughs> help me select some photos. We we got some winners because I was looking like a bad bitch. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> And yeah, I had a more sex successful experience. Yeah, I think um, with online dating, I haven't I haven't done it because I was dating somebody. I met somebody right before the pandemic started or COVID really hit. Um, but I think I would have been open to it. And and the way that I perceive it is that I feel like you have more control and more choice of the over the people who you interact with. Right? If you're out in the street, you don't really know what you're dealing with. But you when you kind of have these people entering into your um, inbox, you can kind of vet them yourself. Like, nope, I don't want to talk to you. Nope. You have more opportunity to engage with people is what I would, what I would think. So Demona, which, which dating website were you on? Plenty of fish, Christian mingle. What Black are we doing? Meet. <laughs> uh, this was so old school. I, I can't even tell you, you wouldn't even know what the app, what the, the website, app. huh? I mean, it was old. I'm telling you, I'm old school. <laughs> I've been in this game. I know how it works. And people are always asking me now, like I actually work with OkCupid as their official dating coach now, love it. but, um, love it. And, and that's actually been an app that I've used with my clients almost since the beginning. They weren't quite around when I, when I started dating, but so many people will ask me like, what's the perfect app to be on? And everybody has a story about how this app didn't work, how they had a bad experience with online dating. So I'm really glad to hear that you flipped your perspective because so much of it is what you bring into it, mm -hmm. how you use the app. The app is just the tool. It's like, it's like, I'm, I'm not really good at construction, but you can imagine, <laughs> go with me for a second. If you were trying to say, hang a picture on the wall, 
And, you know, obviously you probably need like a hammer for and a nail for that. Mm -hmm. But you got a nail that you're trying to jam into the wall with a saw. It's mm -hmm. going to take you forever. forever. And you're going to be really frustrated. And you're going to be like, I hate this saw. I hate pictures. You know what? I don't even need a picture on my wall. And that's kind of what happens yes. with yes. online dating. And people take all of that. Like dating brings up so much anxiety and vulnerability. And there's there's a lot of emotion around that. And then when it doesn't work out, we put all that on the dating app. Yes. It's not the dating app, right? It's how you're using the tool. And if you can, like you have, develop a different perspective and then also understand the strategy because there is a strategy to all the different apps then you can have a, a more successful time with it so what's the strategy yeah like because i'm I'm sure the girls are probably dying to know what is the strategy what is the strategy <laughs> yeah we have time well first we have to go back to that marketing analogy that i gave you from the beginning if you think of the way that you're presenting yourself for the kind of person that you want to meet if you're picking pictures that really tell your story, then you're doing a lot of the legwork and a lot of the filtering up front because mm. that's going to attract in the right people and repel the wrong people. And I think we get caught up in thinking of the dating app as it's not a popularity contest. It's not like Instagram, how many likes can I get? Right? Mm. But, but because really all technology that we use today, a lot of it is wired for to, to, be sort of addictive and give us those adrenaline boost every time we see, oh, this person liked me. You've yeah. got a match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it triggers that feeling where you want more and you want more and you want more of it. But it's kind of like you were saying in the beginning, like you don't want to get stuck in, I call it the texting trap. Mm. You're, you're just like sending these meaningless messages back and forth. You want more quality messages. You want engagement. So I'm going to guess that when you all did the profile together again, you you really let your personality, your authenticity come through in those photos. Um, I recommend my clients. There's the only rules are you have to follow the three C's: color, context, and character. Mm. Color is strategic. This is like having a bright color on so you stand out from a lineup mm. of little black dresses. Yes. Context: telling your story through your photos and character, showing your personality. And as long as you have that and then you have four to five photos, that's really all you need to just leave enough little threads for someone to then pick up and send a message to you that's not that's specific and not just like, mm. hey, girl, you cute, you know? <laughs> yeah. What are, what are your thoughts I know about got plenty of those, too? But <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts about photos with filters on them? Because mm. um, I was trying very hard not to select photos with filters because I'm like, what you see is, is what, what you're you going to get when yeah. I show up. Um, but what are your thoughts on that? Like, should we be shying away from photos with filters or hell, it's a filter world? <laughs> Truth in advertising, because ultimately mm. if the goal is not more likes, more matches. The goal is more connections. Eventually you're going to move offline and you need to be authentic about who you are. You're going to walk in the room. And he's going to say, wait a minute, the catfish, <laughs> what I thought, catfish. Exactly. Um, and actually a lot of the dating apps, there's really been a move towards authenticity overall on dating apps over the last 15 years, which I like, like, you know, it used to be, you came up with a screen name. Now it's like, it's gotta be your real name. Gotta be your real age. Yeah. And there's, there's so many tools that people can use to find a catfish now. 
that you, people demand authenticity. And a lot of the apps also are like Bumble announced that they were not allowing filtered photo, heavily filtered photos. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. So, so it has to be you. You can even like on Bumble verify that it really is you by taking by, you know, taking photos of yourself in different poses so that, you know, when you're talking to somebody, that's really what you're getting. And, and you want the photos to be as, as true to life as they can be. But like the best version of yourself. Yeah. yeah we don't want the terrible angles. We want yeah. great lighting. We want you to look polished. Yes. We want it, you know, we want to communicate our best. And, you know, it's really cool that Bumble and these other sites are doing that because I feel like it, it creates a more normal environment to meet people around. You don't have to think about like, is this the real person? It's just like another extension of meeting somebody. If you're comfortable meeting them on Instagram, you should be comfortable meeting them on an, an actual dating site. So Demona, you mentioned clients, right? Because you are a dating coach. So how do you, or what does it look like for you to personalize um, a dating coach experience? What does that look like when you have a client and you're gearing them sure. up to get out there? Well, I'll tell you about, I have like a VIP experience where I work one-on-one -on -one with, with singles. And that is, is a very comprehensive three month experience where you, you really do like foundational work of, of clearing up, bringing your, clearing your mindset for mm. dating. So what are you bringing to the table? What, who are you? What do you want? And then we go through, there's five steps in that process. Uh, there's, so there's mindset sourcing, where are you finding dates? So while I'm very bullish on dating apps and I love dating apps, how I met my husband, it's how most of my clients make a connection and have for the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. I do have people that are like, mm, I don't know about the dating apps and, and want to put more effort and it is more effort into the IRL other ways of meeting, yeah, mm -hmm. which is fine. So we look at all of that sourcing. Where are you finding dates? Screening. How are you screening dates to determine if somebody is the right match for you or not? presentation how are you showing up on dates are you flirtatious are you putting yourself together like you want to be there how are you indicating interest and then follow through and interestingly a lot of people mess the date up just in the follow through like oh, i didn't really think he liked me or mm. well he didn't ask for my number and i like for a guy to ask for my number and so i'm just not gonna go out with that guy it's just like it's all about like the energy the flow of the energy and you got to Close the loop when you're not interested, but open the loop when, when, you are. when you are and express your interest. There's so many folks I see out here trying to play it cool and we play it so cool. You know, you put like the whole relationship on ice and that's not that's not ultimately what we want. We got to get get the momentum going. And I found that when I was online dating as well, like the number of dates I had increased exponentially exponentially just because there's so many more options. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then when I got, I practiced the skill of dating and the more that I got out there, the better I got at it and the more that I enjoyed it. So that's what's in the comprehensive VIP program. I'm doing more now with group programs and with online programs. And I even have all of that encapsulated into like a 30 day self-led experience. So, you know, if you want a budget, <laughs> like, you know, want to do this real quick, you can pace it yourself and, and do it yourself too. That is me. The cool is ice. Yeah. I was, Hey bookies, we got something special for you. 
Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, mm. And let's not forget, black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish... The possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. 
for a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. Thinking that, I'm like... Do you experience, not that, not you, I'm not shading you. I'm saying that, do you find that more traditional women kind of fail to express interest? Express interest and maybe initiate the follow through. Like, yeah. is that something that a modern woman has to do? Like, be open to, hey, I'm going to initiate the follow up or the follow through. Yeah, I'm going to equally express interest and yeah. not just wait to be pursued. Like, you can be a pursuer without stepping out of your femininity but I think it's like kind of a hard concept to grasp because it's like you need, you need to, to show me that me. you like yeah. me yeah I think we all got uh fed some fairy tales <laughs> at a young age mm. rom-coms and I I I really when people tell me that they are traditional or even like I hosted the show called hashtag black love and one of the women that worked on that, I mean, that I, I worked with on that show, she had been Monet. She had been on the first season of Married at First Sight. Mm, love that like show. The first, the first black couple, the first couple not to make it. <laughs> and of course, everybody was like, hashtag black love. We want black love to make it. But, you know, when I was working with her, that's kind of what the show, the show was like an extension of that and um, helping all these black women in New York City find love. And she came to me saying, like, I asked for uh, I asked for a chivalrous and, you know, traditional man. And yet he was like, he was like, why didn't you cook for me? Like, yeah, he wants her to be like barefoot pregnant. And then she's like, well, that's not what I wanted. And, you know, I have a brand and I have a business and I want to be doing this and this and going to brunch with my friends and yeah, doing all these, these things. But and I'm like, you don't 
You don't want, want traditional. a traditional relational relationship. Either that's what you've been told by, you know, family, friends, like, or just the media that you consume, that that's what you're supposed to have. Or you just have a completely, you're using the wrong word. Yeah. And ultimately, she just wanted somebody that that made her feel feel respected that made her feel adored and really i think that's what everyone wants in a relationship and the more that we seek to define relationships by our own rules and not by some whatever somebody else has told us we should have the more you're able to just just go on instinct Mm -hmm. like i've and i've always said like way before bumble i always have my clients initiate the messages because i'm like do you want to be sitting around waiting to get chose or do you want to be the one like doing Doing the choosing? Yeah, of course you want to be choosing. And that, and it shows when we look at the stats from dating apps, women still, it's gotten better, but women still send far fewer messages. And yet those who send the messages, I think it was something like one fifth of women before the pandemic would initiate messages. Um, looking at match the match dating app data and yet those women were far more likely to have more dates and more dates that turned into something meaningful so what does that tell you when we need to initiate whoever comes in the door yeah you're not getting the highest quality or or somebody that's most in alignment with what you're looking for Mm. we're shooting our shot choose up we're shooting our shot i saw a tweet that that a girl said she said i shot my shot in april at the beginning of April, we done been together every day since. See? <laughs> and he took yeah, me on a trip great. for Mother's Day. I said, okay, Queen, yes. So Yeah. And there's a difference. I just want to clarify. There's a difference between initiating contact or sending a first message or expressing interest and then getting into chasing mode. Because that happens a lot, too. Mm. Right? Mm. Where you're like, you, you want it to happen so bad that you're like, well, I'm going to text him again. And he didn't text. So I'm going to like go over to his house and (laughs) see what he's up to. I mean, I know he's there because it's a pandemic and there's a quarantine. Yeah. So what are some rules? You got to read the room. What what would you say are like some tips, right? Is it initiate, let him respond after no response? Do we come back a few days later and say, hey, or is it just... I've shut my shot. He didn't respond, and now we're done. Cause I'll I'll do a quick little layup. Layup, and, say, and then they didn't go in. I'm out. I'm off the court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't play with you. I mean, what? It's different at different phases, right? The mm-hmm. initial, the initial message doesn't matter who sends that. Mm-hmm. So you could send the initial message. If he doesn't respond, I don't see a need to chase. Now it's also dependent on whether you're on an app where there's a mutual match. Like if you both matched. And then you sent the first message and he didn't respond. I might just like send a little extra like emoji. Yeah. Like I'm here. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Something or something referencing, you know, his profile or something like that. But then once you're in the flow of conversation, like if you've sent a message and you can feel when the the conversation is dying out, you can mm-hmm. feel the ebb and flow of a text. For chain. sure. So if if you get to the end, I, I tell my clients now, you have one week to move to the next stage, whether that's a phone call, video chat, mm. a, a first date. I like Otherwise, that. you'll end up with a lot of pen pals. Mm. You have to be constantly moving the ball forward. So if you get to the end of a week or the end of, I'll, I'll say, like three text threads or messages, like emails back and forth, where however you're connecting, 
and there isn't the initiation to move to the next phase and you've dropped a hint or you've just straight up been like, so are we getting drinks or what? If yeah. you just drop a hint and you say, well, I'd love to tell you more about that. And you got to cut it off. You got to cut it off. Mm. You don't want to engage like that. Say, I'd love to tell you more about that when I see you in person. I exactly. love that. Leave it. Now it's in his court. If he doesn't pick that up, you got your response. Mm. Sometimes no response is a response. Yeah, deuces. I love that. I was definitely mm -hmm. doing that. Okay, see, I know I'm cold as ice, but I was definitely doing that the second time around. I was in my bag. Mm -hmm. I was in my bag, and at one point, so many people were on my phone. I'm like, okay, the pimp of the year. <laughs> You're pimping like I love it. The love pimp it. of the year vibe. I'm like, we got to narrow it down because she's juggling and dropping the balls. Um, that will happen. That will happen too. Yeah. When the pace increases, you just have to not be on so many apps and in so many conversations where you're like dropping the ball and you're, you know, you really want to see the people that you're talking to as real people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Human eyes. So yeah. at what point, like what are some indicators where someone can identify that they may need to see a dating coach is it like you haven't been dating for years and you feel like you've hit a brick wall is it just i just got out of a long-term long relationship, relationship and i'm ready to get back in the streets are there any indicators where someone can be like you know what i need to it's go time i need to be coached mm -hmm. mentor <laughs> well look i mean anyone can listen to the dates and mates podcast and get some get some guidance there and i actually have had a number of listeners that were like I've been listening to your podcast and then I met my boyfriend online and now like we're happy. I'm like, wait, you still listen to the podcast though? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> still need you subscribed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Keep, keep it subscribed. But uh, I mean, I do talk about relationships as well, but it's, you know, primarily for people single and in early phases of dating. But some of the reasons people come to me are breakups, certainly um, frustration with, dating overall, dating apps, and just feeling like I, there has to be a better way to do this. And yeah. if you're listening right now and you're just like, I hate dating. I hate this process. I don't know what's wrong with all of these people, or yeah. I don't know what, what I'm doing wrong. Then like, when you think about it, there, look at all the things we do get a coach for like, Oh, mm. I got a coach for training my body or learning this new skill or you know, I've, I've, I got a coach for organization. I'm, I'm not, I'm just not great with like organization, spreadsheets, task list, all that stuff. I hired a coach for that. When you think of the things that you would hire a coach for, and then you consider the importance of the person that you choose to spend your life with that affects your finances, that affects your family, that affects your mental health, that may affect your career. It could affect literally everything in your life. And yet that's the thing you're going to leave up to chance. Mm. How interesting. Mm. <laughs> if that resonates for you, then it might be time to tap like, in, get a dating coach, yeah, tap in, <laughs> tap in. Tap in. Coach what, about, it up. what about navigating a situationship? Because I feel like a lot of younger, no, I don't know, I'm even going to make it age specific because I think as women, we get into a cycle with men, especially when we want to be loved, where we end up settling. There's a lot of, a lot of um, self-worth and roots tied to being in situationships. How do we navigate those spaces? Do you think it's just like a no-go? What are the vibes? I do hear a lot more uh from the people who write into my podcast about situationships, they are definitely on the rise. Yes. Um, and I, I will also agree that it, it 
is something that's more I see with more Gen Z and more clients. It it is a thing because a lot of times I I see like it goes back to this like nobody was teaching us how to have relationships. No, like how do they start out? Like they start out, we were hanging out, and it like I didn't even know if it was a date or not. Yeah, but we were hanging, and then like he was like, "Hey, do you want to come over, hang out, or go somewhere?" And like the friends with benefits what, is, what were the rules that's friends yeah friends with benefits situationships like what are the rules in the beginning what are the boundaries that you set how much clarity do you have about where you want the relationship to go mm. and look sometimes sometimes your need is just like a physical need someone to hang out with especially during the pandemic mm. and a situationship is meeting a need maybe not your need maybe somebody's need mm. meeting somebody's need but you just have to go back to this this mindset process that I was talking about. Like, what do you really want and need in a relationship right now? And I think we've been hardwired as women to think we the end game has to be marriage, kids, you know, the the picket fence and all that. Mm-hmm. And that the thing I love about dating coaching right now is that we're finally in a time where that is not the end game for everyone because of science advancements in science you can have you can have a kid you can delay having a kid you don't even need science for that you right. want to have a kid don't recommend it as a parent don't <laughs> is rough you need part you need you need somebody that's carrying helping you carry the load but hey it's whatever you want and mm-hmm. you know when you even think about a couple generations ago women had to partner for their livelihood Mm. like we literally had no choice yeah because how are you gonna how are you gonna have a roof over your head we don't need that now yeah so now we are in partnership if we choose to that's why we see the marriage age going higher and higher and higher every year and the age when people choose to have children going higher and higher and higher Cause ain't going to be no kids around here soon. Cause we waiting so long. I'm like, yeah, nobody's well. having kids. All the kids are extinct. We're not going to have them. The first year. Yeah. Population is actually going down in the United States. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, we, uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but no. there is a point. Yeah. But I, I think it's actually a beautiful thing that we get choice now. And sometimes, you know, it's the paradox of choice where we have more options and that, causes us to stay in indecision and overwhelm and frustration. But if you step back, I, I think that choice, especially for women, especially for women of color is ultimately a good thing that mm-hmm. we should embrace. And so you have to just ask yourself if you're in a situation, so situationship that you don't want to be in, you have to remember that you are choosing it. If you're not, if you're not changing it, you're choosing it. And that you always have the ability to to rewrite the rules. Like I was in this situation ship. I talked about it on the Calm app. I like bared my love soul that in this app. meditation. I love that app too. And um, I I still you know I have a little bit of a vulnerability hangover still from telling the story. But I was in this like on again off again situation ship um, with this guy that just he just could not fully commit. Mm. And I was doing a lot of self-work with my coach and and really being comfortable being me in my own skin, being alone and knowing that being alone and being lonely weren't the same things. And I was like holding on to this because it was something and something was better than nothing. 
And I got to the place where I was like, no, no, me is better than hanging on, waiting for this guy to decide when he's going to fully commit. Mm -hmm. So I went and asked him and had the most courageous conversation probably of my romantic life, <laughs> maybe ever. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> what did you ask him? What are we doing? Yeah, basically, I was just like, but it starts a lot of times these hard conversations start with the personal share, which is really it's difficult to voice what you're feeling, but it's so freeing. And this is what I talked about in, in that in the app was once I said this is what I need in a relationship and this is where I'm at and I need to know, are you here with me mm. or are you not? Because if you're not here with me, I got to know and I got to go. Yeah, actually, <laughs> you got to go. Like, I'm going to stay. <laughs> Right? I know. He's just like, Ramona, I, I can't, like, Ooh. I just can't. And I, and you know, you would think that that would be like soul crushing. And ladies, when I tell you, this was four years of on again, off again, this Damn. was not like a little situation ship. This was like an investment. It was an entanglement. Life. Yes. It was an entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my new favorite word, by the way. Yes. You know, it was an entanglement. And I, I just really felt free once I did that. I was like, thank you. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Cause now I know what I need to do. So I was like, and here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to need you not to call me or text me. I'm going to need to, if, if like we had the same friend circle, if I end up at a party or friend's house and you're there, I might leave and I need you to not be offended or don't try and chase me. Period. Like, don't have one of those. Like, this is done. Yes. And I'm going to need some space. And you know what happened? I got the space. And then three months later, I ended up meeting the man who is now my husband. Look at and God. I promise you, if I had been at that situation ship, I might have not Missed him. seen the value in that. Husband. In this beautiful man that came into my life that may have passed me by. It happens like now. Let me tell you something, Sister Demona. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Demona. you something. I'm gonna tell you something, Big Sister. Sister Demona. Because we have big sisters too, and now you are one of them. Yes. Listen, this yes. happened to me. I was in a long-term relationship for ten years, right? Of course, that relationship ended, and I started dating someone else. And this person initially felt like my person. I was like, this is everything that I've been wanting. This is the person that I've been dreaming about. Dreaming. He's my twin flame my soulmate we were two peas we've in known one. each other for 600 years thousand it was six thousand <laughs> oh, six thousand we had been here many lifetimes before it was said it it was six thousand years we had been here many lifetimes before and we 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 like hit it off it was great and then it was a, a quick down period and then we picked right back up right and the second time i felt it i said i can't stay it was misalignment. The second time I could see clearly with no rose colored glasses, I was like very present in the moment. And I'm like, it's not a vibe. So I ended it. And do you know, literally that fast, I met the person who is now my person. Another man of my dreams. <laughs> right? And then you think it can't even be possible. This one is him. Moment and you're like, and you, and it's these stories again. Like I, same thing. I told myself like on paper, he's perfect. Yeah. I mean, he treats me like crap, but yeah. it's perfect. <laughs> no. Why do we do this to ourselves? He, yeah. He's the one. He's the one. See? <laughs> so this is my tip to you ladies out there. If you're listening, if you're stuck in something and tangled in something and you know, it's not right, let it go. Cause your right man is on the way. He's on the way, he, but he can't get to you. If there's a block, if there's someone standing in his place, he can't get to you. That is a 
great piece of wisdom. And also that work that I was doing and really getting comfortable with myself, like mm-hmm. my coach was like, you need to go spend artist dates with yourself three hours a week alone. Mm. And when she first said that, I was like, I am terrified. And then I realized I am terrified of being alone. I used to see people like eating alone in restaurants. And I'd be like, oh, that's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. I don't want to be like that. And then I got to the point where I really craved that time alone. Now that I have two kids, I'm like, I really crave I really need it. But I really got comfortable in my own skin to the point where I knew what I deserved. And I didn't deserve to be treated like that. And he either needed to step up or he needed to step out. Step up or sit down. Yes, yes, yes. And I had to see that. I had... But I, I don't know also if I hadn't done all of that work to just be comfortable as me if I had been ready to have that courageous conversation. Mm, it's hard. We got to do the work. So what is some work? Like what is work that we can do to prepare ourselves to get onto the dating scene? Because that is an essential piece. It's more than the profile. It's mm-hmm. more than our prompts. It's more than um, looking like a bad bitch outside yeah. with our mask off. <laughs> yeah. It wants the mask to come off. I can't wait for the day. Um, so what can we like, it is June 15th, I believe. (laughs) Yeah. So what are some ways that we can work on ourselves personally to prepare ourselves to enter the dating scene? Well, one thing that I do with my clients, whenever we begin the process, like before we can even create your profile, we need to really have clarity on what you're looking for. And I do that in a number of different ways. Like some people are more visual, like we might create a vision board for it. Mm. Um, Some people, I'm a writer as well. So I like to write narratives out. So I actually do something called a living vision where I will write my life, what I want to see, how I want to feel, what, what it would be like to live as me in this ideal, ideal vision of my life you know, six months in the future, a year in the future. Hmm. So sometimes I'll have clients do that. Um, But really, it's about really getting clarity on both who you are and what you are looking for. And so many times people come to me and they'll say, I hate dating apps. Uh, I'm so frustrated with dating. And I'll say, what are you looking for? And they'll tell me, well, I'll know it when I see it. Mm. You don't even know it. it (laughs) You You may have seen it yet. And you probably have seen it many times, but you didn't know because you didn't stop to really get clarity and ask those deeper questions of yourself. So however you access it, you know, for some it's visualization. I've done some of that on my Dates and Mates podcast doing doing like visualization meditations. Like you might have to get quiet. You might have to journal, but you got to go deep first before you can just put it out there. You cannot figure it out in motion of just like, well, I'll just date a bunch of guys and then then I'll know mm-hmm. what works. Mm-hmm. It really helps to get that clarity first. And then you design your profile to attract that kind of person, to, to focus on those parts of yourself that would attract that person, that tell the story of your life the way that you want it to be told. Mm-hmm. Not just out oh, here, he's a, being a bad bitch, like with your mask off. Exactly. Just like, the, on a deeper level, like really what lights you up, what's, what makes you tick. And you just, you can't do it in a vacuum. You have to figure out the plan first. I mean, you can do it in a vacuum, <laughs> but you're just going to waste a lot of time and be pretty frustrated. And I just don't want your listeners to do that. No, they don't want to do that either. We're being intentional. Very intentional. Yeah. Do you believe in writing out 
a list of what you want your perfect partner to be. Not the way you want your life to be, but this partner. Like tall, dark, handsome. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I have used lists because my clients seem to love lists. We and love to write them down, Demona. We, we love, love to write to them write out. write down the bullet points. Mm -hmm. This is what I need yeah, from him. So I'll just, I'll just edit it for you. And I scratch out anything physical. I scratch out anything physical because we, I think we all know, like we might have a particular type that we're always attracted to, but you've probably been attracted to people who were different from mm -hmm. that type. And so just putting it down on the paper doesn't, doesn't serve you. So I take physical things off and, and I'll, I'll say like, okay, let's start with a list. How much, how many we have? You can write for five minutes. What do you have? 20, 20 qualities. Okay. Then cut it to 10. Mm. Now, what are the core qualities? If you really were like, we can't have this whole list. What's most important. We narrow it to five Ooh. and then we go down to three. Ooh. And so I give you three core qualities and I really help my clients like hone in on what are the values of this person and like their goals for the future, core values. So tall is not a value, no. but making me feel protected is a value. So is that the core of wanting tall or is it, is mm. it something society told you that tall was more attractive? Do you, are you tall and you feel uncomfortable in your own skin when mm. he's too short? Is that is, is we get to the root cause of why these things are on the list and then we really boil it down to those top three qualities, must have qualities, and one deal breaker. They can be one deal breaker, like if you you are allergic to dogs and he has a dog, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, that's a deal breaker. Or you, ha you hate smoking and you can't smoke or like you're sober and you couldn't be with somebody who drinks. That's a deal breaker. Yeah. Not like um, he doesn't have a car. Not Shit. So with this list, this little mini list, compact, succinct list, that would make the options way wider because it's like those he, lists be long. He could be anybody. He, he could be, be any anybody. He could be anybody. He could, but he's not anybody. He's somebody. And then hmm. when we see it through that filter, it's a lot easier. Like so many times people will be like, well, I don't know if I should. We ma I match with this guy. I don't know if I should write him back. And we go back to that list. Well, does he have your core qualities? Oh, well, no, actually, he does say in his profile here, casual dating or looking, you know, uh, looking to doesn't want to have kids, <laughs> right? And we get caught up and we're like, oh, but he's, he's really cool and he's funny and look at all these other things. But if he has your deal breaker, if you want kids and that's a deal breaker, then it's 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 a no go it's a non-starter yeah and we have to keep coming back to that list and really having conviction in our choices that's what i do i had to come back to my list with that previous guy because i like to be outside and he wasn't really like that and he wanted to be a little controlling and i said so would deal that breaker. be your one deal breaker i have to have more demona <laughs> i have to have more than one deal breaker i cannot only have one well it might be your your deal breakers might be your must-have quality qualities or values right it has to be so. fun outgoing lively these the i mean those could be wrapped up in one it's a deal breaker for me if he doesn't want to go outside and dance <laughs> it's a deal breaker it's a deal breaker you don't want to go outside and dance your deal broke the deal is broken mm -hmm. i would also say there's this other element too of that i've been bringing into my show and my coaching that like 
sometimes we want to put all of the things on our partner because we can have what we want now. It's not just a couple generations ago, you met somebody who was just in your local community. Mm-hmm. They knew your mom, they went to your church, they lived down the street. That's you know, proximity. That's who you could, that's who you could date. Mm-hmm. Now, guess what? You could date anybody. anybody. And it's made us want to check every single box. Mm. And like for me, my husband and I are very different. He is an introvert. He does not like to go outside and dance, which I do. And, and we, you know, we have, we're quite different people and we have different interests. Couldn't care less about sports. Thrilled that he's into sports because it creates the space for me to do the things that really light me up. And, and research shows that you really actually only need to have two interests. Oh, wow. One or two interests that you're passionate about in common. As long as you have all the other stuff, like you, you said, not controlling, like that is core. Yeah. You have to feel that you have freedom, but you have friends, you have other outlets that maybe other people that you can dance with, but is the core maybe that he needs to be able to have fun with you and he needs to be able to be free and let go mm-hmm. and the cheese conscious mm-hmm. that sort of thing. That is so all is of it that. the dancing and going out or is it really the more about the the personality and the openness to the experiences? It's the mm-hmm. openness and then I just wanted to be open to dancing too. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be <laughs> it does well from what Demona is saying, it doesn't have to be necessarily Dan- what he loves to do. Yeah. But be willing to take your ass out and dance. That's right. 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 Yeah. Got it. That's something that you need. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I need it. Be willing. My bones got to shake. I saw this meme. I had saw, not a meme, but I saw something on Instagram that was like, it's our ego that wants people that want people to be exactly like us. And I'm like, every mm. time I get on this app, I'm being read. That's like, a good one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. It's it's an ego mm. thing. And I'm like, everything comes back to the ego, too. I need to kill that little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this one. No, it's all it, it's all part of this, like self-discovery and that's the thing that i think is so cool about being in relationships they really do teach us about ourselves i have learned so much being with my husband and the longer we've been together the more ourselves we've become but also he really inspires me i don't want to get corny but i'm gonna get a little corny you can get a little corny really inspires me to thank you to Mm -hmm. be the best version he inspires me to be the best version of myself and I'm not sure that I'd ever been with someone before that made me feel that way mm-hmm. where I want to show up my best self. I want to listen better. Right. I want to be more open. I want to be a better human for him and now for our kids because I feel like he shows up that way for me. And that's what that's I want. Beautiful. Hear. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> that's what we want to hear. So that's we're, beautiful. we're going back into the world right we talked about the world opening up we're post quarantine there there might be a lot of anxiety around getting back out what would be your one tip for homegirls everywhere who are thinking and home about boys. and homeboys whoever's listening for the non-binary in us all yeah who are thinking about getting back into the dating scene post quarantine you know what 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 do you think that one tip is we're going outside what do we do how are we feeling yes Try to stay in the moment. This is a good tip, actually, for dating overall. Like, when we are ruminating on the past or playing ahead to what, like, what's going to happen, 
are we going to make out? Am I going to go to his place? Like mm-hmm. that is are we getting married? anxiety producing. We're yeah. getting married. I we're love that one. one. But I already know we're getting married. Oh, yes. How many times? How many, how many last names have you written your name next? This to? is me. You and start signed doing, them. You know what? We start doing Sign the math. Him. We start doing the math. Okay, I'm. Uh, we date for six months. He should propose by the uh, 12th. Then we'll have to be married next mm-hmm. year. Then I can pop out the kids doing hella calculations in our head. Yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> I love dating math. I love <laughs> dating math and being strategic about it. But yeah, it does get us in our heads, right? And it gets us out of being in the present moment and really listening and responding. And I think the other thing that I, I keep telling my clients is just to have compassion mm-hmm. have compassion for yourself and for others because it's weird out there i i've been doing this 15 years mm-hmm. and this has been the most interesting year as a dating coach mm-hmm. ever i used to be able to predictably tell like you do this he's going to do that and 90 percent of my clients who went through my vip program ended up that three months dating someone exclusively by the end 90 percent mm-hmm. prior to the pandemic now I've had people that have gone literally zero to 60, like didn't know this guy last April. Now we're engaged to, Turbo I can't, <laughs> I can't find a date anywhere. I don't want to go out of my house. I've been doing virtual dates. Like it's really run the gamut. And a lot of people's behavior has been very erratic because I mean, I'm even experiencing this being newly vaccinated, mm-hmm. going into spaces again. It feels weird and uncomfortable. I had clients that were like, I had a great date with this guy. And then he was like, I, I'm going to move to Montana for the rest of the summer. It was like, uh, okay. Right. Like, <laughs> we don't even know what we're going to do. Right. So how can we tell you what we're going to do? We have to stay in the moment and we have to stay compassionate that that person's perspective may change, may have changed a lot from the time they did their profile. <laughs> Although you should always keep it fresh. You should be mm. changing your profile every like, Every six weeks at least. Oh wow, that's but, good to know. Oh yeah, keep oh, it yeah. hot. You gotta keep it keep keep refreshing it. And yeah, it has to be true to who you are at that moment, and also it boosts you in the algorithm if you make changes. You mm-hmm. see, you see, little, little tip. tip. Don't be stale. Little tidbit. Yeah. Compassion and listening and present moment thinking is where I am right now, and getting people ready for this very hot summer that is going to be upon us july 4th okay cupid says july 4th is going to be the hottest online dating day of the year when most people will be online they'll be vaccinated setting up dates Ooh-wee. getting ready to move offline so get your profile in order lady get your vaxed shit together and get your shit together get waxed get vaxed and waxed baby <laughs> i'm about that laser actually yes whatever I, you need do it all shave it laser it wax it Baby, get out there. Get it tapped. <laughs> De- Devona, you have been amazing. You've given so many tips and tricks. Let our girls know where they can find you, what's up next for you, how to connect with you. Yes. Give them your spill. All right. I am doing the Dates and Mates podcast forever and eternity in the rest of my life. <laughs> so you can find that wherever you listen into this show mm-hmm. um, or at datesandmates.com. And that's where I also have some goodies. Like I have a free profile starter kit. Ooh. If you're like, I like what she had to say, but I don't know how to rewrite this. Mm. I have prompts that you oh, can just perfect. write off of. I have plug and play profile templates that you could just put your own story into <laughs> that I know work and a little video on how to choose the right, the right photos, more about the three C's. 
So that's all at datesandmates.com. And I'm on all the socials at Damona Hoffman. Yeah. And we will have all of that information down in the show notes. Damona, thank you again so much. You got our girls ready. For this sure, was it. For sure. This, is what this we was needed. great. This was so much great advice. We really appreciate you coming on. And we can't wait to get the feedback from our girls letting us know that they've secured so many dates and they're out in the streets. Yes. Cannot wait. Yes. Send that feedback my way too. We definitely will. Thank you so much, Damona. Thank you.